You're listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Last week, we started a brand new series entitled Perspective. And this short series, three weeks, is based on Psalm 23. This is one of the most beloved Psalms of David. Many times when we hear this Psalm, it's recited in the funerals, but I believe that this Psalm is teaching us how to live our life as we follow the Good Shepherd. The whole idea of this series called Perspective is to give us a lens or a point of view from the vantage point of a sheep towards a shepherd. This is the Psalm of a sheep, actually very personal. And through this short three-week series, we hope that we will be able to get to know and experience God as our shepherd, leading us to live by faith regarding of, regardless of the circumstances that's surrounding us today. Now, many people have memorized this whole chapter of Psalm 23, and in fact, I would like to encourage you to memorize this Psalm 23 during this quarantine and let it make a mark in your heart and your soul as you meditate on it, all right? And so as we get our Bibles and turn to Psalm 23, let us read it aloud together with our families, and uh, we're going to be reading our text this morning. Now, if you are alone in your room, it's easier to read out loud because no one will judge you, okay? And so Psalm 23, let's all read from verse 1 to verse 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, you are indeed our shepherd. You're the one who provides for us. You're the one who gives us peace. You're the one who protects your sheep. And I thank you, Lord, that even as we talk about your word, may you restore things that are broken in our life, and may you lead us in paths of righteousness. Encourage your people today as we study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last week, we talked about verses 1 and 2, and we learned that Psalm 23 is actually a very personal psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. And David did not make it an emphatic psalm by saying, the Lord is the shepherd, nor is it a communal psalm where he said, the Lord is our shepherd, but a very personal psalm, my shepherd. And he introduces us to the Lord Yahweh, the I Am, the same God who appeared before Moses in the burning bush, you know, this God that we serve is timeless and self-sufficient. He does not need anything, but provides everything that we all need. And when we say the words, I shall not want, it means He takes care of us by providing for us and gives us satisfaction. And we can be content with what God gives us. We are not in want. He will give us everything that we need in life. And today we're going to be focusing on verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now, how does the Good Shepherd take care of us according to verse 3? Two things today I want to talk about. First is, our shepherd restores us. Verse 3 says, He restores my soul. Four simple words in English, but what do they mean? And how do we see our shepherd restoring the souls of His flock? 
You know, restoring our soul means that the shepherd binds up our wounds and he heals our sicknesses and he even strengthens us. The word restore means to turn back or to return or to bring back to existence or use. I believe God is in the business of restoration. You know, there are many reality shows today that you can actually watch uh, about restoring old things, whether restoring cars or restoring houses, like flipping houses. They find a beat-up car or a dilapidated house and pour in some resource in order to make the car or the house look like new. They are restoring a car or a house back to its previous condition or even better, back to what it once was. And they would restore something that is junk in the eyes into something really, really beautiful. And somehow that is how our life is before Christ. We are beat up and nasty and destroyed. We were rejected until the shepherd comes and then he restores what was broken and what was lost, what was wasted. You know, God is restoring our souls. It means that he's bringing our soul back to its condition before we stray away or wander. And when you talk about soul, soul is the inner spiritual life or who we are in essence. And the idea is to bring us back to the place of blessing by means of repentance and by reviving our hearts. You know, our good shepherd brings us back to our first love. And he does not only bring us back, you know, he actually brings us back into his presence. Those who are straying sheep, he gives us life uh, from the dead. In fact, the Bible says we are dead in our trespasses and our sins, and our good shepherd gives us new life. Ezekiel 34 talks about the good shepherd binding up and uh, the wounded and strengthening the weak. You know, sometimes a sheep, maybe because of being too fat or due to thick wool, would roll over its back and would not get up anymore with its four legs up in the air, as you would actually see in the picture. And you call that cast position, wherein we get the word cast down. If the sheep remains in this position and cannot go back on their feet, under the heat of the sun, guess what? Without any help, that sheep will die. But a good shepherd who sees that sheep, you know, with a cast position, would actually go back and restore him on his feet so that he can actually move again. He restores our soul. He restores my soul. The shepherd comes to us with compassion, not with condemnation. He wants to bring us back when we are lost. Sometimes we don't just get lost, we get stuck. And God wants to restore what the enemy has stolen from us, the joy, the hope, the peace in our hearts. And I believe God wants to take worry away from us. The enemy comes to steal, to destroy, but God gives us life. And if we look at our life, many of us didn't have a sense of purpose before. We almost wrecked our lives into trash or rubbish. Sometimes we feel that those years were wasted when God restores, then nothing is wasted. You know, every time God restores, everything is made new. He restores our souls by feeding us the word and giving us hope. In Psalm chapter 19, verse 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. It means that to replenish our soul as after it's being depleted because of life circumstances. And I believe that all of us sometimes feel that we're depleted. It means to re reignite or revive our passion and our love for God when we become cold. And sometimes we do become cold. We get stuck. Our passion can be gone and we get tired and weary. 
in, in reality, that's, it happens to us. Our souls can be filled with fear and anxiety and even worry. This pandemic and this economic situation can overwhelm us, both health-wise and wealth-wise. We can be discouraged with the news that we hear. But I believe that God is constantly at work bringing back our soul to where it needs to be. You know, I heard of the story of a stockbroker, an investor, and he said that the two most powerful emotions that drive the stock market today are greed and fear. Greed on the one hand and fear on the other. And fear, let me tell you this, is more powerful than greed. Today, there is a lot of fear going on out in the world. Fear of getting the virus or a family member getting the virus or because of the unknown associated with it. We ask ourselves, when will I be infected or will I be infected or will, uh, you know, how's the, you know, infection rate, you know, so on and so forth. Even the economic uncertainty, uh, uncertainties can bring us fear. Fear of health and fear of losing wealth. And these two things drive fear in the people of the world today. You know, Jesus reminded us in Luke chapter 12, he said, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. And then he said this beautiful picture, consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, nor do they have storehouses or barns, and yet God feeds them. Oh, how much more valuable are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And Jesus went on to great lengths to get worry and fear from the hearts of his disciples because worry should not be part of the kingdom culture. He assures them that they are more precious than the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. And... You know, let's take heed of the instruction of Jesus. But let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a bird fall from the sky because of heart attack or a nervous breakdown because of this pandemic or because of its fear of a lack of worms for its young? I don't think so. You've never seen a bird like that. And the Bible says our Heavenly Father will take care of them. And guess what? You are much more valuable than the birds. Tell it to the person beside you. You're much more valuable than the birds. God sent His Son, Jesus, to die for us on the cross so that we can be saved. He did not do this for the birds. He did this for us. We are highly valued by God. And if God can take care of the birds, how much more us? You know, the rest of the world lives in stress over food, fear over lack, about, you know, nothing to wear, nothing to, ha uh, nothing, uh, to eat. But God wants His children to be free from such concern. He wants us to not worry about anything. Jesus did not us tell us to not worry just because nothing bad is going to happen to us. Just look around us. Bad things are happening, but yet God is encouraging us to put our faith and our trust in Him. Yes, He promised provision, but only after declaring a bigger principle that our lives are much bigger than food and clothes. He wants us to see the other dimension of the kingdom. It's not just about having provision for food and clothes. It's about life itself. The fact that you and I are still alive is an indicator that God is faithful. And the soul is the essence of life. You know, when you talk about that, God wants to restore our soul so that we can find peace in Him alone. Our soul is not just our life. It's the seat of our appetites. In restoring our souls, He makes us hunger and thirst for righteousness. And He feeds that hunger. He quenches that thirst. 
Our soul is also the seat of our emotions. In restoring our souls, He gives us joy in the morning and night after weeping. And He turns our mourning into dancing. And God restores our mental health even and our stability. Many of us are now having some quarantine fatigue, if I may use that term. And we're all getting tired of doing things on the screen. We, we watch so many things on the screen. Good news, bad news. It affects our mental ability as well. But the Good Shepherd, He restores our thinking. He restores our knowing. He restores our mental health. We need to realize that the restoration is not instantaneous though. It may take time, like restoring a car or a house, but the healing would come. The healing of the wounds, the strengthening of the weak may sometimes take time. He restores our souls so that we can also in turn help restore the souls of others. Second thing about this verse is our shepherd guides us. Second part of the verse 3 is, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You know, life is a journey. It's not static. The sheep lying down in green pastures is a temporary rest for the weary and for the hungry. And David had a vast experience of being a shepherd. And he understands what it means to take care of the sheep. And through this psalm, David shows us the importance of the role of the shepherd towards the sh of his sheep. Sheep stray away, they wander, and they get lost, and go in the wrong directions, and they lose sight of the path, and sometimes, uh, many times it's the job of the shepherd to bring them back into the right path. We are also like sheep. We're prone to wandering, and we're, we get lost. We're easily drawn to the world, and we are led astray sometimes by the wrong path. And as human beings, we do not want to be led. The reality is we want to be in control. We want to be the ones in charge. We want to run things on our own. But the problem is sometimes we make mistakes. We get lost. And we need the Good Shepherd to help us find the way back home. You know, right now in the U.S., there's a clamor to lift the lockdown and for the people to go back to normal lives like working. In other words, they like the freedom and they do not want anyone, like the government, trying to control them and tell them to stay home because they want to be in charge. You know, but even if we want to lead, we need to realize that ultimately God is still in charge and that we ought to follow Him. As believers of Jesus, we are called to follow Him. Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men, Jesus said. To follow Him means to let Him lead. And He leads us in the right way, not in the carnal way. Our shepherd is the one paving the way for us. Whenever we would say the word path, sometimes you would imagine it's a straight path, like uh, you know, going to the rice fields in the province is a straight path. But if you go to Israel, that was never a straight path. It's not the path that David was referring to. He was more referring to the path on the side of the mountain where the shepherd would lead his sheep going to that particular pasture on the top of the hill. And there's a path that is carved out for us. This is not normally a straight path. And sometimes it can be a steep and dangerous path but nonetheless, it is the right path. God leads us in the right path to go. Whenever we are lost, He searches for us until He finds us. It reminds us of the story in Luke chapter 15 when the shepherd left the 99 in order to look for the lost sheep. And when He has found it, He would lay it on His shoulder and He would rejoice. And then He would carry it home. And that is our good shepherd to us. The sheep represent fallen creatures who are on their own, would never be able to find their way back, or successfully travel the path of righteousness. We all need the grace of God to find the right path. 
You know, when we are self-led, that's when we fall into trouble. And many times you're driven by our own comfort and you want to choose the easy path. But the right path does not necessarily mean easy. You know, my question for us this morning is, where has God led you? Do you need direction from God? The secret of being led is to surrender and to let go and to trust the one who would lead us. And the Lord does that for us. His people, you know, just like a shepherd would lead his sheep, he leads us. He makes us uh, follow him. For those of us who are have known the Lord for quite a time, I believe that you can actually look back and see how he has led us into the right paths. He has corrected us which you call course correction, you can actually look back and see that there are so many dangers that He actually saved us from. But when we are God-led, we can be confident that we are on the right path. When the Great Shepherd leads us, it is always gentle, focused, purposeful, and filled with goodness and mercy. And why does He lead us? David says, it's not for our sake, but for His name's sake. Not our will, but His will. Not for our glory, but for His glory. The divine shepherd seeks and saves the lost. And He's not only the one who not only restores our soul, but he also the one, He's the one who guards us. He cares for us. He keeps us in the faith. He brings us back to Him when we wander away. And He leads us back in the paths of righteousness. The rescued sheep has no accomplishment on their own, on His own, worth boasting about. The reality is all glory and honor goes back to the Good Shepherd. In other words, the main point I want to share with us this morning is God is our shepherd and in Him we find peace and guidance. Do we need any restoration for our souls today? Do we find or feel ourselves being beat up? Do we feel harassed, anxious, hopeless? Are we searching for peace? We need to be led by the shepherd in paths of righteousness. And let me just encourage you this morning. He will restore our souls and He will lead us to the straight path. Let's just bow our heads right now as we close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You so much that even as we have studied Your Word in Psalm 23, verse 3, we acknowledge that indeed You are the shepherd that restores our soul. You're the one who leads us into the right path. And Father, even today, I just speak for those people who are needing fresh awakening, maybe a revival, restoration for their soul. Lord, those of us who are crying out for restoration for our relationship with you, restoration for our marriages, restoration for or even our mental health. There's just so much fear and so much anxiety that maybe that we're facing right now. But Lord, I thank you that you are the one who restores. You're the one who makes things new. You're the one who brings us back to where you want us to be. And so, Lord, even today, we just pray that you would even, uh, Lord, just breathe new life upon your people. And we thank you, Lord, that you are indeed the good shepherd who will restore and revive us. Father, even for those of us who are looking for direction, praying for direction, God, I thank you that you will lead us in paths of righteousness. That, Lord, sometimes you can actually try to do things on our own, use our own wisdom, and without consulting you, we are led astray. But Lord, I thank you that you will never give up on us. I thank you, Lord, that you will look for us when we're wandering away. You will search for us 
and will not stop until you find us, Lord. And so even today, I just pray, God, that you would come and minister to those who feel lost. And may you draw them back to you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalabang.church.